Heyo, and welcome in to another episode of Diesel Bets. I am your host, Chuck Diesel. As always, thanks for joining me. It is Friday, September 17th, and we have a great weekend of college football and NFL football per usual. Uh, what a game last night in the NFL as the Washington football team edged out the New York Giants. Um, unfortunately, uh, I was on the losing side of that bet as I had Washington and the under, the over hits easily as there was 59 total points on a closing total of 40 and uh, Washington only won by a point but closed as a three and a half point favorite onward and upward my Thursday night picks unfortunately are struggling but my podcast picks are doing well before I get into that as always want to tell you about my social media handles diesel underscore bets that's on Twitter and on TikTok uh, like I said, every episode, unfortunately, I'm not as active on TikTok as I'd like to be, um, but uh, we'll we'll make strides and, and try and fix that. Also, if you haven't downloaded the Action app, please do so. It is a fantastic app out there that helps you track all your bets. Um, you can pay for a subscription service if you want that helps you track big money, sharp money, line movement, and all that good stuff. But more importantly, you can go and follow your favorite gamblers including yours truly. I do post all my picks under there. Same handle, uh, diesel underscore bets. Not an ad read or anything like that, guys. Just a just a, an app that I truly love and uh, have actually kind of benefited from this year. You can actually track to see how much money people are winning. Like It gives you the ability to track, for instance, uh, what your unit size is and all that good stuff. So anyways, I digress on that. Uh, we're going to move on to a recap of Week two in college football, week one in the NFL. My podcast plays college football did very well, three and one last week. The only loss was, of course, me betting against Iowa for the second straight week. Those those Hawkeyes look fantastic. Um, Iowa State uh, did not show up to play that football game, unfortunately. Uh, we were not able to cash that ticket, but we got the over pretty easily in Georgia UAB. Uh, Pittsburgh beat beat up on Tennessee. And then UVA crushes Illinois. That was one of my best bets of the weekend. I just thought that line was completely mispriced. Uh, the NFL, I go four and two. The, the damn Packers um, did not show up to play, play football, just like Iowa State. A little Midwest, uh, re, uh, uh, same thing going on there. So um, it, 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 Aaron Rodgers did not look like an MVP candidate. Hopefully they get back on track this week against Detroit. I uh, don't have a play there today, but we'll uh, we'll talk about the Sunday games and avoid the Monday game. And then um, the Colts, my goodness, um, just just looked pedestrian against the Seahawks there. Uh, that was one of my favorite NFL plays of the week as I thought Vegas had that line completely wrong with the Colts being home underdogs. Uh, I just didn't see it. Speaking of underdogs, uh, in the NFL, underdogs went 12-4 and four against the spread last week and seven outright wins. What a crazy week one. Uh, typically, and you'll hear me say this probably throughout the podcast today, uh, I take week one and uh, I digest it a little bit, but for the most part, I'm crumbling it up and I'm throwing it away. Week one can be fluky. Uh, it can be you. You look back on the the be you look, you look at the end of the year and you look back at week one and you just you just don't see uh, some of those teams that played poorly. Tennessee didn't show up to play football, although I did have the Cardinals. Um, Tennessee didn't look very good. Um, Atlanta looks like the worst team in the NFL. I thought Jacksonville was going to come out and play a little better than they did. 
they unfortunately did not. Detroit's offense looked fantastic uh, towards the end of the game in garbage time and had a chance to win that game. Um, none of those plays I really gave you other than the over in the Detroit-San Francisco game, which cashed very, very easily. I thought that was another easy one um, that, that we had last week. <clears throat> Excuse me. A couple other plays from last week that we had. We had Arizona plus three. They win that one easily. I also gave you a prop bet on DeAndre Hopkins. I said if you could find it anywhere between, I think it was like 84 and 90 yards to hammer it. I believe he finished with 84 exact yards or 86 yards, something to that effect. But one of the things I had tried to hammer home last week, Tennessee didn't have anyone to guard DeAndre Hopkins. So, And that was absolutely true as DeAndre Hopkins scored two touchdowns uh, against that porous uh, Tennessee Titans secondary. And then... We had, where am I at? We, we went four and two in the NFL. Um, I, think I, get, I think I already gave all four there. Yeah, so Arizona plus three, San Francisco, Detroit over. Oh, Chargers, uh, WFT, the Washington football team, under 44 and a half. That was actually kind of worrying me there towards, <laughs> towards the end. So uh, podcast plays overall, we're nine and eight. We're making money. We're not in the red anymore. We are in the green. We're going to keep it green. Um, so pitter patter, let's get at her. All right. So let's kick it off with college football. First game on my slate today is going to be Michigan state playing against Miami. Currently Miami is six point favorites with an over under at 56 and a half. To me, this is a great buy low spot on Miami. Miami has struggled a bit out of the gates. They got smoked by Alabama week one. They came back and played a very tough home game against App State. App State always plays Power 5 conferences tough. That's that's just what they do. Uh, to me, that game last week was, was mispriced. I thought Miami was catching or giving way too many points in that one. I didn't give it out as a play last week. It's a it's a it's one that I bet though, and I just I just thought App State was a, was was getting disrespected in that game. Um, Michigan State. They're stepping up in class here. Yeah, they ran over Northwestern in week one. Um, they had a garbage win against, uh, I can't even remember who it was last week. Um, but this is a big step up. Mel Tucker, first-year coach, trying to rebuild that program, get that program back on track. Unfortunately, they're going to run into a very good Miami team this week. Miami gets back on track. Miami covers that six-point spread. Give me the Hurricanes. Give me the six points against Michigan State. Coastal Carolina travels to Buffalo to play Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Bulls. Coastal Carolina absolutely blew the doors off Kansas last week. Uh, it was very close in the first half as Kansas was making a bit of a run, and then Coastal Carolina flexed their athletic muscles and pulled away and blew a very bad Kansas team out. No surprise there. If you follow me on Twitter, you hit the over in that game, and you hit the first half um uh, points or uh, yeah, total uh, in that game as well. Um, Buffalo, they they played Nebraska last week and they just did not look good. They got beat by twenty eight to three. They closed as thirteen and a half point dogs. Nebraska covered easily. This one to me screams Coastal Carolina minus fourteen. The spread is minus fourteen. Over under is fifty eight. Um, the Bulls tried out a first year head coach. They play with a very aggressive style defense. That. Coastal Carolina offense is going to take full advantage of that. They're going to put up a lot of points in this game. They're going to cover that spread. Give me Coastal Carolina. Give me the 14. 
hate to go so chalky on the first two first two picks here, but you know, looking at the board, there wasn't a whole lot of underdogs in college football that I liked. But these two favorites are ones that I really, really like. I'm dropping a unit down on each one of those. Next game is Cincinnati um, against Indiana. Cincinnati is three and a half point favorites with an over under of 49 and a half. I love the value on Cincinnati right now. Cincinnati is getting minus 105. You're almost giving me even money to take the Bearcats. I'm going to hammer that all day long. Simply put, Cincinnati is the better team here. Indiana looked like garbage in that week one uh, loss to Iowa. I also lost that game, unfortunately, but we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, with that being said, Indiana played very well last year. They may have played way over their head last year. So with that being said, Indiana is going to have to prove it to me this year before I can even bet on them again. Cincinnati isn't just looking at winning their conference, which they should do fairly easily. They're looking at making the college football playoff. So with that being said, Cincinnati's going to be more focused than Indiana in this game. There's not a really true home field advantage here for Indiana. I don't think that's a tough place to play. So there's there's no concerns with me with Cincinnati going on the road to play Indiana. Love Cincinnati in this one. I'm putting two units down on the Bearcats to cover the three-and-a-half point spread. One of the games in college football when I was looking at the early line release on Monday and Tuesday, and one that jumped right out to me, and I went to my betting app to almost place the bet instantly before I sat back and thought about it, was Virginia Tech catching two and a half points. It was three and a half earlier in the week. It's down to two and a half, so there's some money coming in. And then it was against West Virginia. To me, that one screamed, Virginia Tech all day. Seemed like Vegas got that one wrong from the jump. This screams trap game to me all day long. I love West Virginia in this. Vegas wants you to place your bet on Virginia Tech. They want everyone to place money line bets. They want everyone to place um, spread bets. They want everyone. Vegas wants everyone to put Virginia Tech in their parlay. And guess what? West Virginia is going to win this game outright. They're going to win it by more than three points. They're going to cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. Give me the Mountaineers at home, which is a pretty tough place to play. This used to be a fairly big rivalry back in the day um, when they were both in the Big East, I believe it was. Now it's not so much as a big rivalry anymore. West Virginia is a tough place to play, like I said. I like their quarterback, Garrett Doji. I think he gets it done. Give me give me the Mountaineers and give me the two-and-a-half points. Over-under on that one's 50-and-a-half. I don't have a play on that. I have a lean. I think it does go under. Both defenses are fairly stingy. I don't know if both teams can get to um, that 20-point threshold you're looking at uh, with a 15.5-point spread. Sort of an off-the-wall game here that we're going to bet is going to be Charlotte taking on Georgia State. Charlotte is catching four points, and the over-under here is 64. Both of these offenses are, are pretty damn good and are going to be able to put up some points. So I like the over in this one. Although Georgia State hasn't proved it, um, they've been slow out of the gates as they've played Army and UNC. Their offense has looked fairly pedestrian so far. But if you didn't know, Georgia State's returning all 11 starters to its team. I believe this game goes over pretty easily. Um, but I'm also on the other side of it. I'm taking jo- I'm taking excuse me. I'm taking Charlotte uh, plus the points. Give me Charlotte plus four. This spread opened up at two and a half and has been bet all the way up to four four and a half. 
big money, sharp money is all coming in on Georgia State. I'm going the other way. I, I love Chris Reynolds, the quarterback for Charlotte. Charlotte's played a decent schedule up to this point with uh, having to play Duke. Um, and I think they had to play Gardner-Webb, which was a layup game. But but Georgia State's been tested against Army and UNC. They haven't looked very good. I don't think they get back on track here. Give me Charlotte. Give me the plus four. Give me the over 64 in that game. One unit on each one of those. Arkansas State travels to Washington, and they are catching 17 points. Um, and the over-under is 58 in this game. Washington has looked like absolute dog shit this season. They lost to Montana in the opening week, and then they got smoked by Michigan as Michigan just ran the ball down their damn throat last weekend. I don't see them beating Arkansas State by more than 17 points. Arkansas State runs that really hyper-fast offense. They're going to be able to put up some yards. They're going to be able to put up some points. They're going to keep this game close enough to where Washington can't cover that 17-point spread. So my last two picks in college football, I'm giving you some underdogs here. Take Arkansas State. Take the plus 17. Washington isn't any good. They're not going to be able to to keep Arkansas State off the board. They're also not going to be able to score enough points to cover that 17-point spread. Washington wins outright. I don't think um, that, that there's any delusions or grandeur from me that Arkansas State has any chance to win this game but they're going to cover that spread. So just a recap in college football real quick. Give me the Hurricanes minus 6. Give me Coastal Carolina minus 14 against Buffalo. Give me Cincinnati, the Bearcats, minus 3 against any Indiana. Uh, give me West Virginia minus 2.5, and, and I'm going to lean towards the under 15.5, but that's not an official play. Give me Charlotte plus 4 in the over 64 in the Charlotte versus Georgia State game. And I'm taking Arkansas State plus 17 versus Washington. So seven plays in college football for you. Let's make some money and move on to the NFL. As I said at the top of the show, 12-4 and four underdogs against the spread last week. Uh, I believe seven of them won outright. If I'm not mistaken, my number could be wrong on that one. Um, but anyways... I don't expect a lot of that same craziness this week. You know, teams in the summer had all year long or all summer long to plan for that week one. So week one can be very, very fluky. There's some jitters that get involved there. Um, so really week one, we, we digest it. We understand it. But for the most part, we, we disregard it. I mean, if you look back at week one last year, hell, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts and then went on to lose 15 straight. You know, so if you would have looked at that game, like, man, well, the Jacksonville Jaguars were better than I thought. Well, they weren't. They just had that fluky week one win where uh, they were prepared for the Colts. Colts really weren't prepared for them, and it happens. So those types of things happen. So uh, moving on to this week, we got so, we got a few plays for you here. So Denver travels to ja- – speaking of Jacksonville, Denver travels to Jacksonville, and Denver is minus six with a 45 over under seven home underdogs this week, by the way, with Jacksonville being one of them. So Jacksonville is 1-9 against the spread after they commit a turnover margin of minus 3 or worse. And unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence, Mr. Sunshine himself, threw three picks last week, so not looking good for the Jags. Denver is going to control the pace of this game. Jacksonville gets down early, 
They're not going to be able to recover against that tough defense. Teddy Bridgewater looks exactly like what Denver needs, someone to manage the game, to make big plays when they need to. The running game for Denver is going to be strong. The Jacksonville Jaguars' rush defense is not very good. Although the Texans didn't have a high yards per carry with Mark Ingram and Phillip Lindsay running the ball, they still were able to run the ball pretty effectively last week, and Tyrod Taylor was also able to carve them up. I look for more of the same as Denver covers the minus six. So give me Denver minus six against Jacksonville Jaguars. The next game here is Buffalo versus the Dolphins. Buffalo's got to travel all the way down to Miami, and the Dolphins are plus three and a half with an over-under at 48. Both of these teams have entered the entered the season with very stingy defenses. That's going to continue in this game. I think you're going to see a ton of great defensive play out of both of these teams while the offenses struggle to move the ball up and down the field. I'm going to take the under in this one in 48. Miami, 9-1 against the spread at home under Brian Flores. They get up for home games. I love that. And then the sharp money is coming in on Miami. Not only is the sharp money coming in on Miami, but Diesel's money is going in on Miami. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the 3.5. Give me the under 48. I think the Bills went out right. Don't get me wrong. But I think this game's going to be a lot closer than that 3.5 point spread. Dolphins are a live dog. Think they can win the game. But the Buffalo Bills get back on track. They went out right while Dolphins cover the spread. So give me the Dolphins plus 3.5 under 48. All right. So the Saints versus Panthers. Panthers are three and a half point underdogs, while there's a 44 and a half total. Everything, and I mean everything, is pointing towards the Saints. Big time win against uh, a good Green Bay team last week. They were displaced in Jacksonville. The Saints are nine and zero against the spread after playing Green Bay. The road teams have won the last five against the spread in this series. But this is a total gut play for me. Panthers cover this spread. Panthers are a live dog to me as well. I think the Panthers can win this game outright. Not giving that as official play. Panthers cover the spread, plus three and a half. That, that to me, it, the, the Saints are in a, in a big-time letdown spot. We got injuries galore, okay? We got uh, COVID concerns with, with players and coaching staff. That is a lot to overcome. You're already displaced from, from practicing at home. You have to play in Jacksonville. You have to practice elsewhere as well. And now you got to go on the road to, to face a, a, a Carolina team that played pretty well last week, um, gave up a, a garbage touchdown at the end of the game to the Jets. Panthers defense looking good. Sam Darnold, first game under his belt. He looked good. Some of the noise is starting to quiet down. Give me the Panthers. Give me three and a half. All right, the Cardinals... And the Vikings square off this week with an with a total of 50 and a half. And the Cardinals are minus three and a half point favorites. Minnesota's defense did not look all that great last week. The the Cincinnati Bengals were able to do what they wanted to do against them, both passing and running. Cardinals defense is good, but uh, I see a shootout here. So I'm taking the over 50 and a half. Big money and sharp money, as well as Diesel's money, is on the over. Don't have a play on the spread here. Um, this is going to be a very good game, though. This is going to be one of the better games in the, I think it's the early part of the game, early part of the slate. But give me the over 50 and a half, Cardinals and Vikings. 
All right, last game I want to talk to you about here is going to be Titans plus 6.5 versus the Seahawks with a total of 54. Um, don't have a really a play on the on the over-under, although I'm leaning towards the under right now. I think that is a lot of points uh, for these two teams. Both of these teams can put up points, don't get me wrong, but both teams prefer to run the football, control the clock, and then play bend but don't break defense not allowing a lot of touchdowns. The Titans got absolutely shithoused last week. The Cardinals walked into Tennessee and said, watch this, Kyler Murray. Oh, by the way, if you listen to my NFC West preview, I gave him, oh, I'm sorry, my player prop preview, I gave him out as a MVP candidate. Looking so far good, looking so, looking good so far there, easy for me to say, as he, as he, has five total touchdowns. We're not talking about the Cardinals right now. I want to talk about Titans, Seahawks. Titans get back on track here. They they cover this the spread here at plus six and a half. They get Derrick Henry back rolling again. They control the clock. They play that bend but don't break defense. They pick their spots when they need to. They cover here easily as the Titans plus six and a half against the Seahawks. Uh, on my on my first episode, I gave out what was called the beer money parlay. Unfortunately, guys, last week I was not. Um, I, I completely missed it. I'm sorry. Um, it, although it didn't miss, as I had Green Bay money line in my uh, beer money parlay. What's a beer money parlay? You might ask. It's a really simple parlay that we're going to throw down. It's going to pay us two to three to one odds. And guess what? We got enough money to buy beer for that week. This week, my beer money parlay plays pl- pays plus two thirty. I'm taking these four teams on the money line. Give me the Broncos. Give me the Pats. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Chiefs all on the money line. Put a unit down. Put a half a unit down. Put a quarter unit down. This one play pays plus 230. Set it and forget it. All right, so my NFL plays of the week are going to be Denver minus six. Give me the Dolphins plus three and a half and under 48 against the Buffalo Bills. Saints versus Panthers. Give me the Panthers plus three and a half. Cardinals versus Vikings. Give me over 50 and a half. Titans plus six and a half against the Seahawks. I'm going to lean towards the under. My beer money parlay is Broncos, Pats, Bucks, Chiefs. Guys, as always, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm going to recap my social media handles. Twitter, TikTok, Diesel underscore bets, as well as the Action Network. I can't really call that a social media because I don't know exactly what it is other than a betting app. But please hit me up on there. Follow me there. I give out Thursday night plays, Friday night plays, last-minute Saturday plays. Uh, One of my last-minute Saturday plays last week was the Gamecocks 2.5 against Coastal Carolina. They covered that at the end of the game, thankfully. I am a Gamecocks fan in full disclosure. Um, so, so please follow me there. I also give out player props as well. We went three and one in my player props last week. So we may, so we're cash some tickets there. Um, guys, good luck to everyone, whether you are tailing me or fading me at the end of the day, all I care about is that you take your bookmaker out behind the woodshed and kick his ass until next week. I am Chuck Diesel. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a happy, healthy, and profitable weekend.